Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for a new day. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you. We thank you that you call us by name. We thank you, Father, that you give us everything around us, that we are healthy, that we are safe under the roof that you have provided us, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful earth that you have placed us on. When we look around us and all that we see is your the beauty of your creation. We thank you, Father, that we are alive today. And we thank you, Father, that you do not judge us, but you give us another opportunity to turn around and to be lifted up. You give us that opportunity to come before you, to draw that strength from you and drink from you again, to receive of your word that enlightens, that quickens, that wakes us up, that illuminates our understanding. You fill us with your wisdom, Lord. And then you give us a choice where we still get to choose to go back to our old ways of life. But we thank you, Father, that you quicken us in our spirit so that when you call us by name, we come to you. And today we reflect on that journey of that transformation where that calling actually happens. We thank you, Father that you are merciful to us. And we thank you that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts every single day. Today we share that same peace and joy, Lord, that you give with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family, with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. And we share it with all those whom we are lifting up in prayer today and with those that have no one to pray for them. We ask for your mercy and we ask for your quickening, Lord, in their lives as well. And as we lift up all our intentions to you, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, our father, the great I am. And in the name of Jesus, the word, the son, the cornerstone, on which the foundation for our life in resurrection is built. Life in the kingdom. Our wonderful counselor and the prince of peace is he. And the word also calls him the everlasting father. The one who is called faithful. As Revelations 19.11 points out to us. You are the God of everything. There's no one like you, Lord. And we pray in the name of your spirit. The spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of the Father. The one that gives life to our mortal body raises us up in the spirit. The one who changes the times and seasons and reveals the deep and secret things of the Father opening up our understanding to it. The one who is tabernacled within us so he can constantly commune with us and we with him. <clears throat> the seat of power of the king himself set up within our being. 
that we might be made that temple, that we might be made that throne room, that we might carry that presence that created all the universe right within us. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit, and your truth, Lord, you reveal to us constantly, coming down to our level of understanding, feeding us and teaching us to the extent and in the way we understand, patiently bearing with us, not giving up on us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, with your systems of advantage that we shall be found lacking nothing. You give us the advantage of prayer above all else. That we can not only use it to commune with you, but in any circumstance we can involve you, give you permission to intervene legally into our battles. We thank you, Father, that you have loved us with an everlasting life. We thank you, Lord. We cannot thank you enough for that. For all that we experience in our life today is a result of that love that, over, that overcomes, that looks over all anger, that looks over all our failures, that looks over all our limitations, that looks over all our intentional sins as well. So that the minute we are willing to repent, you are open to taking us back into the house gladly. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this day, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the blood. We plead the covenant of that blood on each of these, Lord. And we declare protection we declare restoration. We declare transformation in their lives. In the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters, any kind of spiritual attacks. I declare divine exemption and I command angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name, the unmatched name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for giving us that choice, the ability to choose the power of life on our tongue. You open up our understanding. You fill us with your discernment. We thank you, Father. <clears throat> Today, I'd like to reflect on the mystery of the resurrection. And it is a very deep mystery, but we might just touch upon it today to understand it a little better. 
especially now in this Lenten season. In John 12, verse 24, Jesus said, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And there he was talking about himself. But in the very next verse then, he says again what we reflected on yesterday. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Will bear much fruit. When that eternal life then is taken out and shared, the, the mystery and the gift in it is shared. But the thing I guess we want to reflect here on is the way to true or eternal life is through death. And a lot of people tend to think this death is when we die, then we will go to heaven. But what death is he talking about here? This is death to sin and fleshly ways as we touched on yesterday. So we can rise renewed from a living soul in the flesh, still living in, in sin, unto a quickened spirit. As is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 45. And we shall come to that a little later in this. The important thing here is death is not really the end of life as we know it. It is transiting from one to the other. That is like passing between two rooms. From one room that is darkened through a door into another one that is bright, filled with light. And that's what Jesus was showing in his resurrection as well. It looked like he died and he rose again. He was still here on earth. He didn't go into heaven. So this is not about when I die, then I go to heaven. He was still here for 40 days. And that has its own significance separately. You see how it is connected after the Israelites were brought through the Red Sea and then wandered for 40 years before they entered the promised land. He was here for 40 days after his resurrection before he ascended into heaven. What is that really talking about? If you get into that, it's very deep. That essentially is that phase of transformation after you entered and passed through this door. Let's look at what Paul teaches us on this matter in 1 Corinthians 15 verses 36 to 47. He says, every time you plant a seed, you sow something that does not come to life by germinating or springing up and growing unless it first dies. The seed you sow is not the body. It is not the plant that will that you will see after it grows, which it is going to become. But it is the bare seed that was sown. Perhaps it is of wheat or some other grain. And I wonder why he said wheat here. Because there again Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat. It's all connected. Verse 38, but God then gives it a body just as he planned. And to each kind of seed, a body of its own is given. 
I'd like to believe the kind of fruit that we would then later bear in the spirit once we are born again, transformed, renewed. Each kind of seed is given its own body, is given its own ministry, is given its own fruit that it will produce in the spirit by the kind of life that we would live then. Passing through that door, and this is the mystery that Jesus was trying to teach Nicodemus as well, where he was wondering, will I have to then go back into my mother's womb and be born again? Transiting just through a simple door from death, where it changes something within us, not necessarily physically dying. Verse 42 then says, jumping from verse 38 to 42 now, he talks about the different kinds of seeds in between, we'll skip that. Verse 42, he says, the human body that is sown is perishable and mortal, and it is raised imperishable and immortal. It is sown in dishonor, in shame, in sin, and all those kind of things can be added there. And it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in strength. It is sown a natural body, mortal and suited to earth. But it is raised a spiritual body, immortal and suited to heaven. I'd like you here to recall that part of your journey when you were first saved. There is some things that you said goodbye to once and for all and you don't even think of those things now anymore. That was your death. It cannot affect you anymore. As surely, continuing now in verse 44, as surely as there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. And so it is written in scripture, the first man Adam became a living soul, an individual, whereas the last Adam or Christ became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. That was his part. For our part, from that living soul, we get transformed into one that is quickened. Verse 46. However, the spiritual, the immortal life is not first, but the physical, that is the mortal life, and then the spiritual. The first Adam is from the earth, that is the earth realm, is earthly, made of dust, and the second man, or Christ, the Lord, is from heaven. This transit is what Jesus demonstrated to us where he died in the flesh but arose in the spirit. He bore all our sins on himself and as the wages of sin is death, he died on the cross. And when he died on the cross, that sin died with him too. That is what it was symbolizing. Then he rose in the spirit quickened. And this is the same when we come to him with all our problems and acknowledge him as Lord and surrender it before him. When you went to that crusade, when you went to that revival session. And then as we come through the blood covenant, we walk through that door. 
where everything that was a failure, that was of sin in the flesh, died that day. You walk to that door and being given His Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, you are made alive in the Spirit. That's our born again experience. Passing through that door to be born again into a new life. You didn't physically die there. But something in you, some part of you died there that was left behind permanently. Rid of that baggage. And that's the way the realm of Galatians 2 verse 20 starts to take place. Our transformation begins here. I have been crucified with Christ. So that sin part of me, like he carried the sins of the world, that sin part of me was crucified there with him. And I have taken on his nature, the quickened spirit. And the Holy Spirit continues to work on us polishing the rest, illuminating the remaining dark corners. That's that journey of the 40 days symbolically after that, the 40 days after passing through the 40 years after passing through the Red Sea where there was cleansing of all sin and the 40 days after that and the resurrection of Jesus. That's the phase that each of us must then go through in that born again experience. Now, what does it mean for us during Lent? You pick the sins which bother you, which you need to get rid of, which you are given recognition of and which you discern. And you die to those. Unless you die to it, there will still be an attachment. It is still kept alive and there is a possibility of it returning. It must go to a point where it will not affect you anymore. You commit not to indulge in it anymore. And you receive that grace through your prayer to resist the devil till he that is responsible for that sin, the demon, flees you. And then by the Spirit you are quickened and renewed. The house is filled by the word so that it cannot re-enter again. That death is complete only when the house is filled. Until then, you have not crossed the door yet. It is a process. It is not like stepping one from this darkened room into the bright room next. It is not one step. It is a process. The old sinful life is passed away and all things are made new with a new life in the Spirit. And you now walk by the Spirit and will not fulfill the same old sins, the lusts of the flesh. I hope you are connecting those scriptures. That is what is being made alive here. The word that is alive and active. It starts to stir up something that you are thinking of right now. This is a very deep subject. I am hoping that you get this and are blessed with what the Lord wants you to do next in your life. So that this Lenten season, we must experience that transformation. We must insist on it. And we must commit our full. That some part of that darkness that is still in us must be permanently, irreversibly left behind. That we wave it 
goodbye and we insist that it wave us goodbye to never to be seen again. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that for each of us, you grant that discernment, Lord, that when we come to you in our place of prayer, looking for answers to what is it that is still alive in us that is of that sin and of that lust, that you make it crystal clear to each of us, Lord, where our biggest challenges are. And let us start from there and get rid of the biggest ones. I ask for that edification in our spirit this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing division, separation of any kind. Even living under the same roof, and yet the disagreements cause a division and a separation in hearts where people do not speak to each other for days together. We ask for an operation of your love, Lord, to be filled in to each of these homes that we lift up now. We also pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds. And Lord, as we reflect on dying to sin, some of them have been long-standing in our lives where we could almost count them as strongholds. They are part of our habits, our nature, our patterns. Things that we recognize, we hate but still do in some instances. We pray against all forms of addictions, compulsive behaviors, limiting behaviors. And we pray against prayerlessness, busyness, poverty, and ignorance of your ways and your word, Lord. The people look the other way and have been taught for ages to look the other way. Schemes of the enemy to keep your people in subjection, Lord. Let every such yoke of the enemy be broken today by the blood of Jesus. Let your light shine forth, Lord. Let your people be saved. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that this prayer is an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Kiada <laughs> 
Thank you, Lord, for answering every prayer that has been raised at this altar today. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture that was placed on my heart this morning is from Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 6. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Romans chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it is written, For if we have become one with him that is permanently united in the likeness of his death, we will also certainly be one with him 
and share fully in the likeness of his resurrection. We know that our old self, our human nature without the Holy Spirit, was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. And this was summarizes all that we are reflecting on today. That door. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And then a second scripture is from Proverbs 3, verse 7, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. In other words, die to it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are being blessed by these morning encounters with the Lord, Brother Savio's daily reflections, our divine mercy and rosary sessions that are on Monday to Friday, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions. Please share links for Zoom and YouTube with all your friends and family. Share that blessing that you are receiving so that they might get it as well. It is the presence. It is not the persons that are leading that prayer session. It is not the preacher. It is the presence of God that transforms. If they are unable to attend live, they can also join uh, or they can also pray with the recordings that are available on Facebook, on YouTube and on our Spotify podcast page. Under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, it does in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. We're blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. Thank you.